Thanks for tuning in to the No Mercy TV podcast. All donations are greatly appreciated. Whatever you can spare, whether it's $1, $2, whatever you can to help this platform get to a better place. Thanks for tuning in. Head on over to Spotify and all other streaming platforms to check out the No Mercy TV podcast. Handicap, never was it even. Big boy, y'all really still teething. Keep it in a hundred. I don't need a reason to run it up more than the season. Hey, body roll up, roll live, small ride, in the drone line. We back outside, we gon' survive Riding by, body know the vibes I've been low, I've been low, low Living hella high When I'm riding by, body know the vibes I've been low, I've been low, low Getting hella fly When I'm riding by, body know the vibes I've been low, let's vibe Yo, what's good y'all? No Mercy, Trap New York shit, NoMercyTV.com No Mercy TV podcast, man, we back in full effect who I have here, man, me and this guy got so much history, man. This is really like one of my closest friends. Um, he's an artist, a great artist at that. Real passionate, real hungry, um, real competitive. You know, he just always been one of them people that really been about his artwork. And um, that's how we met. Like we've actually met on social media years ago and decided to, you know, just start working together. And we gonna get into that though. But who I have here is my man, Gleams. It's not Gleams, no. Not Gleams? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we gonna touch on that too. We gonna touch on that too. But um, first off, how's everything, man? God is great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, shit, what's been going on? A lot of things, man. Of fucking things. Um, just put out my first project since 2018. Okay. Uh, uh, a for Notion on me. I could find it on all streaming platforms. Um, the lead single has uh, Smoke Dizzle on the remix. Harlem shit. You'll never it. know. Shout never out to Smoke Dizzle. Harlem. Um, shit, man. First of all, um, being that we on the the Ethan Ocean project, uh, what was the inspiration behind? Well, shout out to uh, the producer. Um, his name is uh, Rest. He's from Miami. Okay. And we kind of got, we kind of, you know, it was a collaboration. That's the first tape I did with one producer. Okay. No, second. No, 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 first. So first tape that I've done with one producer and he he's from Miami. And so I was like, what is my favorite place in Miami? And it, I remember Wet Willies. Oh, okay. Mangoes down the block. Those are my two favorite places in Miami. Um, that strip, like I don't need that strip, you know what I mean, when I go to Miami. Okay. So it was, I was like, oh shit, Ethan Ocean. Okay. That's the street. Okay, so, you know, we, we eventually gonna catch up to where we are now, but man, oh man, do me and you have a lot of. So, um, breaking down when we first met, right? Um, I wanna say this was maybe around 2010 when I first uh, got on Twitter, you know, started following all the people. Black Twitter. <laughs> 
when I first started following <clears throat> all the people that I was following, you know, the, the Rallyon Smashes and the Fishy Dices and Nerd at the Queen Table and Squeno, all the things. And um, I start seeing you get, you know, retweeted on my timeline. Niggas <laughs> were slamming you left and right. But what was that whole thing about? Like, how did you first get introduced to like social media and you know how you were moving back? A friend of mine actually told me about Twitter before it popped. He was like, get on this, this, that, and the third. And you know, we don't be listening to shit. Yeah. Shout out to my man Jay, fucking techie, and this nigga work in Silicon Valley, you know what I mean? Like, so he be knowing shit. Okay. And my man's told me, we call that nigga Neil. That's what I'm saying. The Matrix. The Matrix. So he told me on Twitter, do it. And I was late, I was a year late, but we were still like really early compared to like everybody, everybody else. Everybody else now, yeah. And um, yeah, that shit, man. Twitter is like being on the corner. It's like being on the corner, your homies walking by and Nick's cracking jokes. Yeah. Talking about all types of shit. It's just a never ending like chat room. Okay. It's like streets sometimes. <laughs> so so how, how did you first get swept up in like being the nigga that every day, everybody just like going in on and just talking to? Well, I mean, you know, my opinions are some like, you know, they're my own, you know? Like, yeah. They're not far from, I used to think it was like, oh, the only, I was the only person that, the, there's a lot of people that think like me too, you know, but you just don't see it um, in the majority. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So they used to come at me because I used to say the wildest shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, you, you, people coming at you, how does this battle start? Like, how did that become a thing where it's like, okay, we're gonna do this record back and forth, like? It was fun, you know, like I, man, when I first started rapping, like niggas was going to the bathroom and battling to, to not get suspended, you know what I mean? I was <laughs> shot the middle time, shot to my boy RJ, I was like, my, my God, we used to go back and forth. Like upstate, that's where that shit started. We, I remember it was one time we had a fire, like a fire drill turned into a bomb threat and we had to stay outside and it was like, all the rappers in the school niggas had a crazy like cypher battle situation. Okay, yeah, okay. So I've been doing that for a long time. So over to do it on wax is nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um I remember just around this time that I'm seeing you heavy. Um I'm trying to remember how we even first started rocking out with each other. Like I knew I was seeing you on my timeline a lot. I knew you rap. Um and I don't know eventually like how I ended up getting swept in the bush. I think it was because of the same kind of time you was on. Like, I just had my own opinions. And it's like the sheep don't like when people have their own opinions that go against theirs. Absolutely. So, you know, um, somehow that wound up getting us to follow each other. Um, I don't know if I reached out to you or if you reached out to me. And at the time, I had my little bullshit uh, Panasonic camera. <laughs> and she was pulled up. Yeah, that she pulled up. I wanted a home, home, home. <laughs> and um, you wanted to finally film your first music video. Yeah. And I wound up pretty much shooting it, editing it. Um, we shot it over in my hood, over in Polo. <laughs> <laughs> I told my homies we shooting the Polo Browns. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> because we got brains, oh, <laughs> it's man. not even like that. And, and the crazy thing is, man, if anybody know anything about Polo Grounds, like, you can't just be anybody just with a camera out there shooting video. Let, let, me, let me just let y'all know that. So, if I'm out there with a camera and I'm with a whole bunch of random people, obviously, 
ain't nothing happened to them, so <laughs> that should tell y'all a lot. Chilling, just chilling. Yeah, my man's all, you know, my man's known in this shit. But um, you know, uh, we shot that video, and um, one thing I want to tell y'all, he's the one that actually motivated me to take this camera shit serious because we did the video, and we were like, okay, it's good for what we have, but we can do better. We didn't stop. And we kept working. And it was like, after that video, I went and invested, got me a real camera, and then we was just turning out content back to back. We shot, I, I can't even name how much shit we done filmed, like. Before we move from Polo Grounds, I have to get this story out. This is gonna make people laugh. <laughs> if you a Harlem nigga, and you was in these Harlem streets back when it was really Harlem, you remember the murms. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, me and my me and my squad, we from 137, 137 for Lennox. We had all five colors. <laughs> they used to call us the Power Rangers when we walked on the block. <laughs> we went to a party because somebody knew somebody, you know how Harlem is, somebody yeah. knows somebody in the party that is not really, you know, but we went to Polo to a party with fucking Merms on at the heat, at the height of that shit. Yo, we hopped there, B. <laughs> the nigga fucked with us so hard, he took his sofa and put it in front of the closet that our coach was in. <laughs> That's how much niggas want it, Merms, That's really some grimy polo brown shit. Yo, what year was this? This was like the 0506. 0506, yeah, yeah, around the time that nigga was dying. Yeah. Nigga, niggas was dying for them shit, bro. Yeah. Like, nigga, my mom, my mom, nigga, my family was like, why do you, why are you going uptown with these shit? Like, you know what I mean? This when they would lose articles about them cults, like, they were damn near ready to ban them shits because people were getting killed over You know what I mean? It, it, it was like how the eight ball jackets were back in the day, niggas were getting killed over Man, oh man, we came up during some, <laughs> some crazy times. <laughs> but um, but yeah, ever since then, um, we we just been working. Um, you had times where you had you know I guess take a hiatus and you know that's a one hiatus. Um, yeah, 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 pretty much. It was it was just a soul searching thing, like you know, like you gotta um you gotta take time to find yourself and um, your purpose. You know what I mean? I was just running like. <clears throat> I don't know if we're gonna get to this, but Joe Budden brought me out on stage um, in 2011, and everything kind of just started going fast. And you know, so I mean? let, let, let's take it back because that was like I want to say probably your first huge moment. So how did that whole Joe Budden thing come about? Like for him to bring you out on stage? Uh, shout my nigga Biz, man. Uh, Biz, you know, everybody know Biz. Biscuit, yeah. Biscuit. Um, he was at the time, you know, like I was, I was, I was releasing a lot of music. And, I was turning the jokes into actual like promotion. Like when they would joke on me, I just dropped a song. <laughs> Something happened to me on Twitter, I dropped a song and niggas started listening. Oh, this nigga kind of nice. That's how uh, Budden, you know what I mean? I, I met Budden and I didn't really like tell him about music until like later, but he, he follows me, so he saw the shit. And <clears throat> so I got business attention. There's a lot of bloggers that follow, like the top bloggers. Um, salute Karen Civil whole bunch of them, um, Rally, you know, a whole bunch of them. But Biz was into managing artists. He managed, a lot of people don't know, early in their career, he did stack bundles and uh, change drugs. So, you know what I mean? He caught in his early in his career and he was like, yo, Budden is gonna be in City Mall. Y'all fuck with each other. 
hit that nigga in DMs and see if you could open it for him. You know what I mean? Okay. And I did it. And Joe, Joe's an asshole. He'll never tell you, like, straight up. You know what I mean? He, he never gives you a yes or no. So he's like, just be ready. Like, everybody knows what that means. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the fucking 16 bars that I spit to most niggas, that's what I would come out with. Okay. Okay. So what, what was the reception like when you did that? Like, you know, the, the, I, I credit the Joe Budden shows for being like the hub for where all of the, I, I ain't gonna even wild on niggas like that, but the hub for where all of the black Twitter people go. Like that's like their hangout spot, Joe Budden concerts and shit. Oh yeah, they used to be. So yeah. whenever something happened at like a function, that was the first place it would go. It'd be, you know, the convo of Twitter that night. So what was that convo after you got off that stage, like, on social media? I'm understanding that, you know, um, it's just like now, like, you know, niggas be capping. That's what they say now, that's what the cool kids say now. <laughs> niggas was capping, like, you know, it, people want to do stuff to you or whatever, whatever, but when they see you, especially in, if you're in a good position and you just did some ill shit, they, they gonna just throw that out the window. And, Everything was cool, man. Like, it was like a fucking Twitter convention that night. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, afterwards, you said, you know, everything started moving fast. So, how, what, what, what do you mean moving fast? Like, I just lost myself in, in the, in the moments. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, like, you're not supposed to stop and, and look at shit, but you got to keep yourself intact. Um, I started doing shit artistically that, excuse me, didn't feel right, you know what I mean? Um, and then just at that time, I didn't, I wasn't religious or nothing at that time. I didn't, spiritual nothing. Like it was just, I was an empty person. You okay. Know what I mean? So that was the main reason. Like I was going through a lot in my life too. Um, a lot of personal shit. I put it in song, I ain't really gonna say it here, but yeah, I just needed some time to like find myself and my purpose, you know? And I took like, it was a little wow, like 2018, yeah. so like two, three years like that. I wasn't really putting out music, you know. No, before that, yeah, yeah, it was a minute, it was, it was, it was like two, three, like maybe three, four years, yeah. And um, one of the things I know that like when we really, you know, got back in contact and really started, you know, catching up and everything like that, um, you kind of came back more, I want to say, more spiritual, more artistic. <laughs> Um, more paying attention to detail. So what was just that journey like during your hiatus? Like what things did you get into to help you become like that? Well, first things first, um, a lot of people don't, like I don't, um, I, I listen to like a lot of rock and roll, um, like a lot of classic rock. I can't stand rock and roll. <laughs> I would be listening to G Unit and Dipset mixtape forever because I do not listen to that rock and roll shit. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> so it started with rock and roll. Um, it started with rock, like classic rock, the Beatles, um, they, like John Lennon changed my life, you know what I mean? Um, okay. And then, you know, when you, when you get into John Lennon, you start Beatles and then you Jimi Hendrix, then Rolling Stone, it just don't stop. And it just gave me a different perspective on music. Mm -hmm. It like broadened my horizon with music. I was super late, fucking lame for that shit. <laughs> um, but then um, also, um, I uh, got into like visual art. Okay. Um, so like I started going to museums. Like I had a job at a museum at the Whitley downtown. And I remember it got to a point where I was like, yo son, like these people look like they're having a great time. Like I, I don't want to be the security guard watching me. I want to enjoy this. And I started seeing like the artist reps and the artists themselves come in and explaining the pieces. You know, we niggas from the hood. So 
we don't know shit about, we're not, yeah. a lot of us aren't taught about art. Okay. I hate when people say culture. That shit is not culture, it's what you, you like what you like, you know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah. Art is art. It's not, you're not cultured if you don't like art. I don't like that term. Everybody says you're cultured if you go to museums or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so, nigga, what got me, cause I'm, he know like I'm a thinker and, 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 I, and I like the fucking, the, the hard way of life, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. A nigga said there's a science of light to a painting. And I'm like, what? The fuck you mean there's a science of light? How the light bounces off, I still don't know what the fuck it means, but, he broke it down to me, like it was a lot, and I was like, what the fuck? These artists don't just pick shit up and start drawing shit. Like, it's just like when we do songs. It's just like when niggas make movies. Like, that's their, like, you know, expression. And when I saw it was that deep, I instantly fell in love. And I started going to museums, galleries, you know, and um, that also, like, just changed me a lot. And most importantly, the spiritual part. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so how did you make the decision, like, okay, you, you found yourself spiritually, you are learning about art and everything. How did you make the decision to bleed it into the music? It just happens. It, it, it's not It's not like a decision. You just you just start seeing yourself doing different shit, doing things different ways than you did, did them before. Okay. And it's, it's just no other explanation as to why you're doing that other than these new avenues that you've been introduced to. Okay. Yeah, so. So you just start, you know, just, I guess maybe your, your writing and how you compose and everything kind of change? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, um, I just started being more patient um, and, you know, like letting go more. Like, um, I was really like a disciplinarian before, you know, it's like, I gotta, I gotta do, you remember me, yeah. I gotta do these many songs, I gotta, I gotta keep up with, I don't keep up with nobody, I don't compete with nobody, you know what I mean? Like myself and the dead people that I look up to <laughs> and the Jay-Z's and niggas like that. That's the only niggas I try to, you know, emulate in any sense. Everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so um, after this time, you get back um, just on your recording. Um, what, this is the thing, you didn't drop a project at first when you came back. You were no, just doing like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I did. You did. So what made you decide to finally buckle down and say, you know what, I'm gonna work on a full-fledged project. Like, I'm gonna take all of this art and everything that I've been doing and blending it with my music and I'm gonna come back with a, a piece. I forget, I gotta, let me let me just be accurate. Um, I forget when I put, cause I did put out a project before um, A for Notion. Okay. You remember, it was on... It was a shorter project, I believe, though. Nah, it wasn't. The Lost Weekend, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. I put that out. 20, that was the one I put out in 2018, duh. <laughs> that one literally just happened because people kept asking me. For music? Okay. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm the rapper, you know? So I'm one of the rappers, so it was like family, friends. I have fans, too. <laughs> you know, they, they, kept, they, they kept asking me, and it's just like... Somebody, I forget who told me, but it was like, they told me, somebody really close to me told me, like, you're not supposed to keep art to yourself. Like, it's for the world, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, it, it's there for that purpose, so other people can feel what they feel from it, you know? So, I was like, let me stop being selfish, and um, my guy, um, DC, my, my nigga DC from Soul Plus Mom, um, the only rapping I was doing 
during my hiatus was uh, for film and television. So, like, we have a lot of music on, like, TV shows and stuff like that. Let's talk about that. Because um, when you were doing that, right, and, you know, some of the things that we were talking about, it basically opened my eyes in terms of, like, the perception of what a rapper is. You know how you have on the internet, like, you have people that are slander you for being, like, an unknown rapper, being a SoundCloud rapper and things of that nature. What you were doing in terms of, like, uh, sending music to be submitted for, like, TV shows and stuff like that, what people don't know is that you can actually be an unpopular rapper but still making a decent living off of rich. You can be rich. rich. <laughs> and, that, and not even just in that avenue of, they call it sync licensing. Not even just that, you can be a regular like solo artist or artist with a group or whatever and be relatively unknown. You know what I mean? Not have any, uh, what they call it? Uh, what's, what's that word that everybody are fucking relevant? You can't, relevant. you're not relevant. But niggas is millionaires. Like, there's so many niggas getting it, bro. Like, y'all got to wake up and leave the cloud alone. Find your lane, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm busy trying to do. You know what I mean? So, so how was that whole stint of just working and, and making music specifically for those types of situations? It was hard because at that time, I was not, and you, you know me, I was not open to making commercial worldwide type music, you know, pop music, as they say. I wanted to be Nas. <laughs> I wanted to be too Just pop, the you know I mean? rapper, basically. I just wanted to have a message. That was the most important thing to me. It still is, but I wasn't leaving myself open to other forms of the art. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I tend to know is, like, let's say, like, let's say you do a song for, like, WWE, right? And your shit becomes like entry music for like a real popular wrestler. You can literally live off the royalties of something like that alone and just be living and doing probably other shit. Jingles, who's the um push the T? For the fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Nobody really knew about that till like a few years ago when he said it, but he well, he made a hundred K. Yeah. And he could've he could've if you know he was young when he did it. He could have said, you know, if he had a paperwork, give, right. give me um the royalties. He, he what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably be a billionaire something right now for that. But again, yeah, I, I wasn't doing it myself. Like I had a producer that I'm still signed to, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> DC. He's the one. He got his catalog is stupid. Like st he still does this shit. Like that's my artist. He's the one that helped me out with that shit. So he, he basically is like the the middleman. Between your music, he got and he's, he's the nigga. He's the nigga in Colombia with all the coke. He got. He got. He got. If you want to do sync license, that's the nigga. Like, okay, okay. And just how did that whole thing pan out for you in terms of like, did you get any placements? And yeah, man. Like, if I gotta go to like my royalty statements, it's, it's crazy. It'd be like. NBA shows, you know, NBA action one day, it'll be Black Ink Crew, it'll be this on CBS, it'll be that, like, and I, I used to have, like, people hitting me up, like, yo, is that your song that just played in the background? Like, it'd be... The, the main one I remember was, um, I believe, Scorpion. Scorpion. On CBS? Yeah, and it's just, like, it would be so weird, like, I'm sitting at home, you know what I mean, working on music, and, yo, your song, that was... 
how you got this song? My man DC, like, you know what I mean? He looked at nigga up, he showed, he showed me how to get money in this shit. Okay, okay. So now that you're back into the, the fold for real in terms of just making music the way that you want to do it, you definitely switched up your style a lot in terms of like doing more creative hooks and kind of singing and <laughs> um, doing all of the harmonizing and stuff like that. What made you decide to go that way? Art. I realized that <clears throat> I used to say, I'm not a rapper, I'm an artist. Rap is an art. <laughs> There's different forms of it. I was just really close minded before and I didn't want to uh, sell out or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But nigga, rap is rap, art is art. You can do it different ways and you'll be all right. You just, again, you don't lose yourself in it. Okay, okay. So in terms of just uh, how we watched rap evolve over the years, like what are the, some of the key things that you've been taking away just from what you've been seeing in terms of like the climate of music, especially rap music right now? Music doesn't really matter. Like it's 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 not even about music. It's just about a vibe. Okay. It's, it's about the vibe that the music gives you. It's not about the quality of music. Like, a lot of the shit is you know it's 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 cool you know but um it's, it's not anything that we're gonna listen to five ten years from now you know like we're we're gonna forget about these things but it's it's making a lot of people rich it's taking a lot of people out of the struggle so it's a beautiful thing still. So do you still do you believe that there's a thing as making timeless music currently? Yeah. You think it's possible to make stuff that we all gonna listen to? Of course, yeah. I mean, we we, we got a few. It's, it's, not, it's not many of them, but it's a few artists that's that are doing it. You know, mm -hmm. you know, um, Kendricks, the J Cole's, you know, um, Pusha T. You know, there's there's a few of them that that can still that still want to do that. But that's that's the that's the thing to me. Niggas don't want to do that. It's work. It takes time and effort to give a great project. Mm -hmm. Niggas don't want to send us to you. We were just talking about how song formats switched. We'll get to that, but yeah, like, but nah, we we, 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 can, we can jump into it, yeah. you know, um, because me, me personally, right, I was a huge, um, I'm from, you know, G-Unit, Dipset, and, and all that, uh, Eminem, DMX, um, a lot of these guys would have the, the dope five-minute, four-minute records, and the, the posse cuts are just the whole camp yeah. just going in. Like, one of my personal favorites is, like, Bitch Please Part 2. Um, with Nate Dogg, Eminem, remember Dre. Remember Reservoir Dogg? Reservoir Dogg. 24 Hours to Live. 24 Hours to Live. Those type of and, records. Man from TV, come on. <laughs> and, and, and nowadays, the I feel like the climate is more so two minute, sometimes even under two minutes on a record, right? It makes sense though, like when you think about it, it's, it's just there's so much music. There's just, it's retarded. Like, they're like, we're sitting here, probably like a thousand artists uploaded a song or two just now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, That's true. It's eat, like, there's literally, it's not even, you don't even have to pay to, to upload your shit to, to our platforms no more. Like, YouTube always been free, you know what I mean? So, it's just oversaturation to the Max now, like it, like we used to say that in our and in the blog era, and then before that, yo, oh, yeah. you know, nigga, that shit oversaturated. So, yeah. Like, um, sure. do, do you think it sacrificed the quality of the overall product? Of course, of course. That's, that, that's what I was saying. Like it's a, it's about a vibe now, and that's why that's a big reason why I 
why I decided to, you know, step into that realm because I just wasn't including, it sounds really fucking dumb and selfish, I wasn't including y'all opinion. Like, I just loved what I was doing and what I was saying, but it's about y'all. Y'all, y'all pay me, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> y'all pay me, and, and, and more importantly, it's music that you guys end up loving, you know what I mean, when, when we think about you guys. Okay, okay. Um, I feel like growing up, we had the pleasure of being able to witness um, being, per se, put on through different platforms, right? So at first, it was radio. Mm-hmm. Then it became mixtapes. Then when the internet started popping, it became blogs. And now blogs have gone extinct. So how how were you moving in that blogging era? Because that's when I feel like you were first getting on yourself. It, man, it's a different world. Like it, it, I feel like it changes like every few months now. Like, you know, the blogging era, that was like, the non-rights and the horn smash. We knew what to do. We knew where to go to get clout or whatever or attention. But now you gotta just do some wild shit on social media. Like you, know, <laughs> you gotta make yourself look like an idiot a lot of the times, or you just gotta do outlandish shit. You know, like um, one thing I noticed, like I used to tell myself again, close-minded shit that I used to think. I'm not traveling until I make it. I used to tell myself that, like, who, why, who tortures themselves like that? You You're know not traveling until you make it. That's crazy. And what I noticed is, once I started traveling and once I started, you know, caring about my image, like, you know, I started dressing a little different. <clears throat> People start like wondering, you know, what you doing? Like, <laughs> now you're rapping. Like, how you doing? Anything? You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't ever talk about my money or how I get it, but. It, it brings attention, and, and it's all about attention. It's not, it's not about um, music. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, in terms of right now, are you one of those people that's just trying to build independently, or at some point you want like a record deal? Or? Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever situation is the best. Um, obviously, you get 100%, close to 100% as an independent artist, you know what I mean? And that's always really good. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot more work, um, and you know, um, you gotta work smarter not harder a lot of the times. So having that push, <laughs> it just it, it'll just help you be more artistic and more consistent. Because as an independent artist, like doing this project, I literally tried to do everything. And it came out fucking horrendous. <laughs> I had to restart the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I had to delegate. Like, one thing I never thought about before was you need a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty crazy for you to go out there and try to do it by yourself. Everything by yourself. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. How has the pandemic affected what you have going on? The pandemic helped. You know why? Because everybody's scared. Where, where there's... Well, I forget the quote. Somebody said, "Where there's, where there's like, where there's the disaster, where there's disaster, or where there's panic, there's opportunity." So I just was like, "Yeah, you know, we can't do shows and shit, but we're making it work. You know, we made. I, I have a studio in my crib now, so something I should have been done. So I literally got it 
a few weeks before the pandemic like hit. So like that was a godsend. Like that God did that for me. You know what I mean? Like, cause I don't know how what the fuck I'd have done without that shit. <laughs> you know, like it would have been nasty for me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, so how, what's the difference now? I mean, you, you got a studio on your own crib. You, you could pretty much record yourself. What's the biggest difference you notice from, you know, now you got your own studio, but before you had to go to a studio? You a lot more practice, um, a lot more comfort. You know, like, I wake up, I look at my shit every day. Like, it's, it's, it, it, just, it just warms your heart and it just keeps in mind, like, nigga, I'm here. Do not leave me. Don't let dust get on me. Like, you know what I mean? Work, nigga. Like, fuck you doing? What would you paying all this money for? What you upgrading me for if you're not using me? It's like a girl. That's crazy. <laughs> because you, you, you know what? And, and it's crazy you describe it like that because I, I get that same feeling like when I wake up and I look at like how I set up my whole live stream and shit like that. Like, I can just sit down in my chair, click a button and just go live like whenever I want. And it's good quality. It's like, you know, just able to just go to work, right? Yeah, there's nothing, there's no feeling, like, that's probably, like, the best feeling since love and sex, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the artists that I know you have taken a liking to as a recent, you know, um, FBG, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> everybody that knows me knows I don't listen to, uh, pop music and ignorant ratchet shit. Chicago Drill is my guilty pleasure. Okay. The scene, not just the music, the scene, it's just, it's fucking crazy, like, the, the way these kids live, you know? Like, it, it's like a fucking movie, you know? Like, and I wish someday they, like, learn how to stop doing what they're doing, but it, you can't stop watching. Like, you can't stop paying attention, and the music is fucking energetic. Like, the the, the, the vibes that people give from, a, you know, the, the, the pop music, that's how, uh, I don't want to name no names, but yeah, the pop music, the, the, the most popular music that's out, that's on Billboard, I get that feeling from the Chicago guys. The main reason is, they actually live what they're talking about. Mm. Art, when art imitates life, it's the most powerful. That's why I love Duck. Um, Duck, he, he's a big reason of why I'm, I go so hard. Um, How did you first get um, introduced to me? I don't remember shit. Um, it, I, I don't remember. I swear I don't remember. Yeah, it's it just one of those things. It just happened. I, I wish I could remember. Call me on the hot seat, but literally just, I think... I heard Chief Keith first, of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You heard the you heard the first um the Finally Rich. And then, you know, they got ops and shit like that. And I'm not like there's some real corny shit going on right now, like niggas picking sides that are not from Chicago. Like, <laughs> you niggas is goofy. Like <laughs> Yeah. I'm not I'm like, not from 63rd. Like, my nigga, you are not from Chicago. Like, don't say shit like that. You don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Don't do that. But anyways. When I really like something, I explore it. So I, I really like Chief Keef's album. It was something different. I never heard no shit like that. I was like, who else is out there? And then that's how I got to be dug. It was like, 
yo, this nigga different. Like, he sounds different than all of them. Like, yeah. Because and- the, the very first song I heard, um, the, what I remember was, I had made a post on Facebook one day um, just about the whole Chicago scene. I hadn't heard no music. It was just about, you know, what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody inboxed me and was like, yo, you need to listen to um, FBG Duck. Like, you're one of the people that I rock with. And um, he let me hear Slide. And... When I first heard it, I'm like, first of all, wait, is this like a parody or a joke? Because his voice, he got like a, a kid, babyish voice. I'm like, yo, is he really a grown ass <laughs> rapper like this? Oh, you like, didn't see the video first? No, I didn't see the video first. I heard, I heard the song. Um, he, I didn't send me a SoundCloud link. So then um, I was doing, you know, more Google searches. I searched them up and then I seen that there was a music video on YouTube. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me watch this and see exactly who this guy is. And I'm like, oh, he a grown-ass man? I'm like, what? I thought maybe nigga was like 10 or 11 years old. <laughs> I see that, I'm like, wow. And, and I see the energy with, you know, all of the goons in the background with the guns and, and stuff like that. And this is the first time I really, like, we seen stuff like this on, like, Smack DVD. Oh, but this, this was something was, like, different better production value to it. Like it was, it looked like a music video that you would see on 106 and Park without, with all the guns just like blurred out and shit like that. <laughs> but it, it felt like real music and what rap music was heading to at the time. Yeah. You know, and then to see everybody else come behind that and have the same type of visuals and things of that nature, I'm like, oh, so this is. What I loved about him is, uh, his brother and his cousin got killed on the same day. Sheesh. Instead of going to retaliate, he went to the studio and made Slide and it got him a two million dollar deal. Wow. That's so that's so that's where Slide came from. Mm. He has interviews, he said, bro, like the resi- he's lost he's lost his brother and sister to the streets, cousins, like, you know, like it's just crazy and Instead of him going out and ruining his own life, he changed his, life, his family's life, you know what I mean? And that's what inspired me. It's not about the I, the, I like the gang shit. I'm not a gang member or nothing like that. Yeah. It's the, the soul that the nigga had. He was a real nigga too, like, you know what I mean? Everybody says it. Everybody upset his opposite say he was a real nigga. And, and I, I even seen um, the interview that, you know, Vlad did with his moms and she, she, she done lost, what, damn it, all her, all her kids? She has, I think, I think she has like 10 kids and she lost like three of them to like Shh. the streets. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, so. And again, like when I really like something, like I, I like do my homework on it. So I heard all that music and I know a little song about, you know what I mean, what the nigga went through. Just rest in peace, man. Like, you know, you live by, you live by the streets, you don't die by the streets, you know, but that shit was sad. That nigga really changed like his whole family's life. So how, how did that affect you when, you know, he, he basically... That shit hurt, bro. I'm not gonna lie, like, it, the way, the way niggas, the way, the way Nipsey hurt, it, it hurt me like that because, like, that nigga was literally, like, my influence to start rapping again, like, at the consistency. This nigga, I was like, just putting out a video a week, you know what I mean? I'm seeing him, like, nigga, I gotta step it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was it was like that, it, you know, like, again, I'm not a gang member or nothing like that. It's just the nigga's work ethic and talent was retarded, you know what I mean? And I, I like shit like that, and the nigga life story is like, 
some other shit, you know. So, so what was that? What was what was some of the main things you took from him in terms of like your own art? Like I know you mentioned the consistency. I gotta turn up, you know. Like I, I can't. If that nigga was able to make a hit record after all that she's been through, like not to mention all the friends he's lost, <laughs> and he could do that, niggas, anybody can do anything. You can overcome anything, bro. Like you know what I mean? That's that's what I took. That's my. That's why I love that nigga. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, mean, I never met the nigga. I never talked to the nigga. You know what I mean? But just as from artist to artist, like, I love that nigga as artist. Okay, okay. So, um, I mean, shit. We, I don't really feel like we got too much uh, more content to cover. Um, I feel like we pretty much got your backstory. We done caught up to, you know, what you got going on now. Um, I think the one thing left to ask is what's on the horizon, you know, next? Oh, yeah. I mean, something else we can talk about is my clothes. Oh, yeah. You do got the... Um, I started doing merch. Um, <clears throat> never know. Um, it spawned from my single, the first song that I put out since 2018. Never know. Like I told you, it's a completely different style from everything I've ever done. Like I know, like everybody that knew me when they heard that, like, what the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a really good song. Yeah. I smoke on the remix, you know, and it. I changed the whole format of the song on the remix, like. Yeah. So it that shit it spawned from that, but. More importantly, is is not like merch. It's a lifestyle. You never know. Like life is unexpected. So that's that's what I'm gonna roll with. You know, I'm have hoodies, t-shirts. You know, hats. I just put out mugs the other day. You know, like I'm just trying to get the people some that they can hold on. Why can they um, get everything? Where can they go to? Uh, oh, um, notgleams.com. N-O-T-G-L-E-A-M-S.com. Um, everything is there. My music is there. The merch is there. It's not expensive, you know. I come from the too, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to hit niggas over the head. The shipping works really, like, efficient. Like, I'm surprised. I do drop shipping. It comes within a week, you know what I mean? So. Okay, um, you know what? One thing I do want to talk about. Let's talk about the creative process behind the videos that we have shot for this album. Because, like, that's man. Listen, <laughs> we shot... I feel like for what niggas normally do, I feel like we shot a lot in a decent amount of time. I mean, what do we do? We got we oh, got three out, right? We got three out. We got, we got, we got more content. We're doing more content. We right still now. got pur purgatory joint. We doing content right now. We still got purgatory coming. Already got the next song lined up. I'm gonna send it to get mastered this week. You know what I mean? Like we're hitting you niggas. Um, you don't never know that was bigger in terms of the production oh, value. Hell yeah. In terms of everything we did that day. You know, I never Man. I never had a real shoot, you know what I mean? Like um, you know, where there's mad people and there's this, that, there's scenes, there's a storyline, and I the song, the song just felt right for that, you know, and it was my first song coming back, so like we had to do something grand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, we collaborated on the story, like we we did, we literally did it on flop. Yeah, and I think that's one of the dope elements about how we work is just that we can do a lot of shit on the fly, like oh we might have original plans and then change and make little edits as we are in the middle of filming shit. Like oh shout to my nigga Swan, he helped um he he, he co-directed the last drum we did low. That shit came out through another like storyline on the fly. Like <laughs> we was yeah. just there in Queens. Oh, uh, what, 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 
the coolest that was. Yeah, we, we was over in uh, Briarwood. Over yeah, like Briarwood. Like, yeah, rest in peace. That um, Chinks, man. Chinks, yeah. Where, where, around where he passed and shit like that. And the shit just came out magical. Like, it was crazy. Um, we did fine. That was just us, you know. We we pretty much just yeah, we, we just shot. You know, yeah. we didn't really have too much planned, but that that'll probably be the last video that we do like that. You know what I mean? Unless the new format jumps. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, we we work good by doing shit like that and still, you know, make something crazy out of it. So it's like you know that element. We can go either way. We can even do something where we're gonna plan, or we do something where we just gonna. Freestyle a little bit, you know, when putting shit together. So, um, you know, what what's what's next to come just in terms of music? Like you say, you got the next song lined up. Um, you plan on doing a project, or you just doing singles, or uh, we just gonna bust your eyes um, every week. You know, every week something new is coming, so just be prepared. Everything is in every song is gonna be different. I don't know where the fuck this shit is coming from, but. I, <laughs> This guy tell you like I have so many like I'm not even talking about just rap like there's multi genre shit that we're working on like just prepare yourselves. You still gotta send me that rock video that you did. Yo, when I tell y'all this nigga doing uh, videos where he's laying in like a, a a river like on some clean water waterfall coming down with the Hawaiian button up halfway open and. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not playing no more. You know, like I felt. You know, you know how Jake Drake say, "Done say I'm not playing." Like, yeah, you know, I felt like that um, a while ago, man. You know, I've I don't have to say it. Like, niggas see it. Like, I've been doing different. I'm not the same nigga I was before. Y'all yeah, gonna see. You know, we got a lot of things in the works. I'm my nigga Tree up in May. That's the nigga who all motherfucking help me manage this shit right now. Oh, okay. shout out to my nigga Moore. That nigga always helped me out. You know me, another advisor. We got a little team, man. Shout out to my nigga Rest. Nigga send me beats whenever I want. Uh, who's one of the other niggas that I fuck with a lot of niggas right now? My nigga No Mercy, man. That's that's my, that's that's the cameraman, dog, and this director extraordinary. This nigga starting to step this shit up crazy. You know what I mean? We, we got to kill you niggas. Yeah. Um. So just uh taking us out of here. Let them know where they can reach you at on your social media, websites, etc. Notgleams.com. Um, that's where you can find my merch, and my music. Um, Instagram is Notgleams at Notgleams. Twitter's at Notgleams. Um, I don't really fuck with Facebook like that, but it's Gleams ATM on Facebook. You just search Gleams and I come up. I haven't changed that one yet, but um, yeah. Um, Triller. Triller's my shit. I don't, okay. I don't even know how to share trailer, like, but I'm not gleams on trailer as well. Um, I have a lot of content on that that makes me go crazy. It's just like every day. Okay. Um, let, let me ask this too, because um, you pretty much changed your name from gleams to not gleams. What was the point of that? <clears throat> it's, you know, like um, leaving, leaving some things behind, you know, but the gleams are still in there. You know what I mean? Okay. We just change, you know, as, 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 as human beings, we change a lot, you know, but there's a lot of things that I definitely want to, you know, have learned from. Okay. So I feel like not gleaning was an app, you know, was, was the right thing to do. And it's cool, you know, sounds cool. Okay. Okay. Well, that was an Immersion TV podcast. That was my brother Gleams. Make sure y'all check out all his music, all his content. He's working. 
every single week you're gonna have at least one new thing from him. We're working. Yeah, we definitely working. You understand? Like y'all see I post a little clips and shit like that all over my social media. So we definitely got a lot of stuff coming y'all way. So make sure y'all be on the lookout, man. No mercy, track your own shit, no mercy This was an emergency TV podcast. We'll be at y'all soon. We out. We gonna be fine.